0: Good morning. Welcome to the Celtic Way Morning Briefing Live. I'm Tony Haggerty. The advent calendars get crashed today. It's Thursday, December the first. How are we all doing? Did you enjoy your wee bit of chocolate or whatever you got behind your window in the advent calendar? Excellent. Anyway, as I say, I'm Tony Haggerty, a Haggerty 10 Twitter handle. Y'all know that. And I'm joined today. It's the three amigos reassembled again. And I'm joined by Sean Martin at Sean Martin TCW. And Aiden McDonald at Aiden C. McDonald. How are we, gentlemen?
1: Excited about this, Tony. A
0: wee bit uh, of controversy mid break. Oh, there we go. And we'll get to that. But as always, new month, new deal, new offer. Just, just direct your attention to the strap line running along the bottom. And it's a new deal. And it's £1 for two months of full access or £25. 5% off the yearly price of 26 pounds. Now, we can't see it fairer than that. All you have to do, it's the festive Celtic way deal. Merry Christmas to you there, so you get 25% off for a limited time only, and a pound for two months of full access to everything that we write on the website. You know the drill, there's tactical analysis on the other stats bomb, eh, statistics, everything, big interviews, sit down video specials. It's all there, guys, and all you have to do we tell you every day is log on and hit the button www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe. Sean, that's a good deal.
1: Very good deal, aye. Uh, so that's down if you, I mean, I, I don't know, I, I tend to do monthly prices myself, right? But I know that, that people do prefer yearly prices. So we decided to take some money off a of yearly price for the, the kind of Christmas period and all that. So that's down to 26 for the year. Or you'll get a pound for two months and then it goes up to the, the normal price after that. But I, I still think right, it's a good deal. If you missed out on the Black Friday one, It's this is the next best thing. Aidan, good deal. Yeah, no, it's a really good deal. And obviously,
2: as we were mentioning, with the Black Friday one in terms of the content that's included there. Features, interviews, tactics, scouting, all sorts of stuff. So, no, yeah, get yourself involved.
0: If you missed out on the Black Friday deal and you're not already subscribed. Now, speaking of deals, that was a marvellous segue into what the first topic on the, the <laughs> briefing is going to be today. I'm just looking at Sean. He's champing the bit to have his say on this. Now, Sean, late last night it broke in at one of the newspapers mm-hmm. that George's Jackamakis could be on his way out. Well, I say that he could be on his way out. There's mm-hmm. rumors that he's unhappy and the the talks, the deal talks of a new deal. Have stalled, are broken down, and he could be looking to manoeuvre his exit out of the club in January. Now, first and foremost, again, it was just uh, a newspaper report from mm-hmm. someone who was close to his agent who broke the, the news story that he was signing for Celtic in the first place. Mm-hmm. So there's there's maybe a grain of truth in in what's been written, but I know you want to have your say on this, George's Jackamakis. I think sure. we all do i think doesn't sure buy the comments quite a lot. or do. do you think he will leave in january sean eh uh, well
1: there's no point beating about the bush I, I, I don't know we'll, we'll just we'll just need to see <laughs> if it does go i suppose but uh first of all like with Juranovic in the summer uh we, we spoke about that at the time you can't remove i don't think anyway you can't remove the stench of an agent-driven story from this i think it's it's yeah. so obviously that that there's almost no point in mentioning that uh But taking it as a theoretical concept for a minute, um, I suppose it's just player plays well in first season, wants an increase, and that's not controversial. Um, If he's been promised one, if he does well, finishes top scorer and then doesn't get one right enough, then I think that becomes the club's problem at that point. Um, However, to put it out there that you want to go in January reportedly is maybe a step too far in terms of negotiating poker. Because I get the feeling after I, I think you're going to come to it, um, one of the two of you'll definitely mention it anyway because it's everywhere on Twitter at the moment. But um, I get the feeling after I'm supposed to call those AGM comments about player trading, um, that that response with no Europe from the club might be might well be well okay if a bid comes in you can go rather than ah oh, sorry here's your raise. Um, now I'll come on to I think the the the, the reports lincoln Jack, and Marcus when i moved to england back in the summer but one i used to should have i say before i end up getting on for about three four minutes so <laughs> <coughs> excuse me Aidan,
2: your
0: own thoughts on that
2: yeah when, when the report obviously came out last night firstly it was disappointing to see that because you don't want to be losing one of your mm-hmm. most effective players in terms of Yaki Marcus. he's so deadly in the box and you need that guy that obviously we went on about the old day, one-touch finishing that's been talked to today. death at this point, but you need somebody that's as good a finisher as that if you want to be successful across the season and it's not easy to replace. And I just started to read that a wee bit more if it is true what the report was saying that he was promised so-and-so if he had a really successful first season and then he didn't get that, then I can understand his frustrations if it's as basic as as that because he was you know he only really played the second half of the season he ended up top goal scorer so his contribution was excellent you can only imagine how many goals he would have scored if he was fit for the first half of the season so mm-hmm. if that's the case then I understand his point of view in terms of maybe trying to force his way out in January which once again we don't know mm-hmm. that's you know facts we're just basing it off that report that maybe is that maybe the best strategy I don't know but the club should be in a strong negotiating position if they are wanting to get rid of him, because or not rid of him. Sorry, if I want, if I'm quite happy to sell him, because he's under contract for an extended period of time. And we've mentioned how the contractual situation at the club's improved so much. You're never hopefully going to be in the situation you're ever Ryan Christie, Edward Iyer, where if you don't sell the player, then for a very just fee, you're not going to get any money for them. Mm-hmm. So if in that position, with Yakimakis come Giranovich, which whether that be January or the summer so i'd be personally really disappointed to see him go because uh, he's probably one of my favorite players just the personal opinion uh, and he contributes so much but if the report is true then
0: it's, it's not looking probably good at the moment
1: he's under contract till 2026 tony um, yeah
0: what do we say about contracts sean well, D- I don't
1: know, I'm, uh, I'm like... going to put this up for you, Tony, because I, I figure this this is probably, uh, knowing you, I think this is probably what, what came into your head last night when you first read it. Alan Robertson says shades oh. of Pierre Van Hooydonk um, back in the 90s when he said the yeah. had a gentleman's agreement with Fergus McCann to get an improved contract. Now, you actually spoke directly to Pierre yeah. Van Hooydonk about that exact yeah, that period did. um and he still maintains yeah yeah there's nothing wrong with his stance it was just the way that it was misrepresented um in terms of uh, what parity with the best players which of course he was one of the best players i, I i've,
0: I've left back to the future because <laughs> I, the, my immediate thought was pierre van hoendong and Paolo Di canio who Paolo DiCanio canio said he had a lethal problem didn't he remember he he, he couched it as that and that was the kind yeah. of verbal agreements Uh, and stuff like that that he said, and again, uh, Pierre van Hoegdonk said the same thing. So, uh you know, I I just think Celtic as a club are in a much better shape and position than they were when those two guys were involved in these contract negotiations, and I think as Aidan and yourself have alluded to there, the club have have watertight contracts with these guys, uh you know, so if they do leave, then they're going to leave for handsome sums of money. And if the Celtic want to give uh, Jackie Marcus the raise that he so desperately craves, then then surely there's you no know, there's room for manoeuvre and, and wriggle room there. And we'll see what happens. But again, I, I can't deny that your thoughts on it, Sean, that this is purely agent driven. You know, mm-hmm. and it comes at a time when everything is pretty rose in the garden for Celtic, isn't it? And you know they're yeah. nine points ahead. They're doing mm-hmm. very well. You know Jackie Mackus is one of the, you know the, uh, one of the better players, one of mm-hmm. the top players at the club. You know, and you just kind of, I'm always I'm always skeptical of these things. You know, and I, mm-hmm. I I treat them with you know a pinch of salt. Sometimes, I think the only people that will decide where Jackie Macus goes will be Jackie Macus, his agent, and Posta and Michael Nicholson. Those mm-hmm. are the those are the people that will ultimately decide what happens in January. I'm a perturbed. No, you keep banging on about the length of contract, mm-hmm. which is watertight, and, you know, so that's fair enough. And if and if the player turns around and says he wants to leave or indicates to the manager that he wants to leave, then I don't think the manager will want him around anyway. So No, no, no. There's, there's no. a lot of variables there, and there's a lot of um, trying to connect dots, as I always say, and read between lines, and, yeah, um. I'm quite willing for this narrative to play out and mm-hmm. whatever happens I won't be perturbed because if if Anspot's AGM comments are, are right, then he's preparing for every eventuality mm-hmm. for players leaving and he's he's obviously got people but I'm sure he'll have people lined up to replace Jack mm-hmm. and Matt if that is the case. We'll, we'll come on to maybe potentially, yeah. maybe sort of kind of
1: maybe one that's been linked with yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> But you know, so <laughs> I, last
1: night that happened to break at the same time.
0: I, I uh, just think in these situations, up. back then with Van Hooydonk and uh, De Canio, Celtic were they, they were in the throes of being run properly. Ferguson came in and it was all that five-year plan was taking shape to become the big club that they are now. I think everything that Celtic are doing now is, you know, is efficient they are they're a slick run organization and uh, one player will not upset that that mm. apple let's let's put it that way and and I think uh, if Jackie Marcus spits the dummy too much then it will lead to a parting mm. of the ways because the club's far far bigger than than any one individual and that's not to say I have a downer on Jackie Marcus I love the contribution he's made I love mm. the one touch finishes I like him as a striker I still think he's got a vital part to play but I just yeah. I just don't see uh, anybody upsetting Celtic and derailing, you know, the, the title bid for two in a row. And I think the manager will see it that way too. Funny
1: you should use the phrase upset the apple cart because when, when the the English kind of interest was circulating it uh, uh, late in the summer window, and we kind of gave our opinion on it. I said I thought that selling Yakimakis would actually upset the apple cart more than selling Josip Ijanovic would. Yeah. Not yes. that I thought either of the two of them should have been sold anyway without a ludicrous bid coming in, but but aye, it's funny you should use the same phrase. Michael Ross yeah. coming in saying personally he'd like to keep Yakimakis because he thinks he's a fantastic striker. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Young saying pay him the money, pay the man, surely. Um or there will be a a-, a revolt. He loves the big man. Uh, William Lamont saying, no players bigger in the club, not happy to see you later. Yeah. Uh, David just joining us saying morning, folks. <laughs> um Alan Robertson again, GG still for me versus Kyogo. One Celtic the league last year when Kyogo mm-hmm. was out and played in most matches after the winter break. Um Aiden referenced he's kind yes, of did talked to me of his form last season. He, he was injured then get in and he missed a penalty, scored one against Johnston, wasn't it great? One goal in his first nine games and then 16 in his next 20. I think it was so his his contributions without a doubt like he, he was absolutely pivotal uh last season. Um now technically if you, you start looking at things a wee bit more try to look at things a wee bit more objectively. Technically, he's twenty-seven, he's going to be twenty-eight in just over a week. He's just do on, he's only had two good goal scoring seasons in his career. Um also technically, in the other sense of the word, the, the argument doesn't fit the prototype of a Range Post-Cogo striker, but it does work when he plays. That's inarguable with his record. Um, some of the moments he's come up with league title clincher, uh, for instance. Um those two seasons I'm talking about where he had good goal scoring seasons where last season with Celtic and the one before with uh, VVV Venlo he started this one well enough and um, so in terms of his stock you can still say it's probably as high as, it, as it's ever been because it wasn't that sought after before Um Celtic got him for about two and a half million or so so really if, if you if you see any possibility where Celtic could potentially turn that into say six or seven million and I know people will still say that's not enough but theoretically if that's what they got offered would it make good difference? It might, especially if he's genuinely not happy with the contract situation, but they would have to weigh that up against how integral he's actually been. He's second choice technically, but even this season, he's got eight goals and what is the minutes equivalent of 11 full 90s. That's still a fantastic record. So as much as you say he's easily replaceable, or he might be easily replaceable theoretically, in practice it might not actually turn out like that, especially with, all right, no Europe, but
0: still three trophies to go for. Um no.
1: I, don't think
0: I don't think he's easy to replace, Aiden. Do you think he's easily replaceable? I'm I'm kind of sceptical on that. I just hope that they can hammer out a solution that's best for all parties, but because you just don't want this lingering on any longer than it needs to, Aiden.
2: Yeah, I think the thing about that I know there is a sort of idea that maybe in certain technical aspects of the game, Yakimakis maybe struggles a wee bit. I think he's definitely getting better in terms of his link up playing that, but to that extent and maybe bringing other players into the game, he's maybe not as strong as Kyogo, but I just think he's trying to replace those goals. Now, I don't doubt that whether it's Kyogo or or Yakimakis, and the recruitment team have had sort of plans in place in case one of them did leave, whether it was like January or the summer, but there's no guarantee, even if you've heavily scouted a player, that they're going to come in and the place that I mm. it just it I think it would be quite hard and the fact I didn't actually realize the specific starts for this season I knew he'd scored eight goals but when Sean explained there about the eight mm. goals equivalent to sort of 11 games or whatever that's that's pretty good numbers to be fair for somebody who's never been on the fringes a wee but he's given a eh, apart from Keogh's injury against Rangers he was pretty much straight back so he has mostly been involved this season I, I just think selling somebody like that in January, these clubs should be trying to avoid it unless it's really coming to a head and, you know, he's starting to, which we don't know, obviously, and I'm not suggesting this is the case, but if he was starting to disrupt the floor things and, like, potentially training or something like that, if the manager's like that, you know, he's a a bad egg, we need to get rid of him, then fair enough. But if that's not the case and it's maybe just trying to resolve a slight issue, I would hope we would try to do that before. You know, just getting
0: rid of him pretty much. I have to say, Sean, I trust the manager implicitly in this and his judgment. And ultimately he will make that call, won't he? And I still do think with player and I I, I still do think, that, and and, I, you know, still do think that relying on the, the kind
1: of phrase oh let's trust in Ange, I still don't like that a lot because it's it goes without saying, but you can you, we can still have we can still no, think of that. things objectively and all that without yeah, just saying yeah, will leave it course. with Ange. he'll do the best thing and all that, that kind of thing. Because I see that quite a lot, and it's kind of almost abdicating, taking a, taking a stance on it, I think, a lot of the time. But um, Kevin Ferrier here saying his contract up 2026. 20, I've seen a few people saying 2025. As far as I understand, it was a five-year deal signed last summer, so 2026. 20, um, yeah. There's plenty I'm of doing, comments coming
0: in. I'm just sort of saying that the manager won't let a, a player upset nah. uh, you know, the harmony nah, of don't don't and do everything do that. that he's trying to build. I'm, I'm talking about it from that sense. I, I know we'll be mm-hmm. looking at it objectively and I think I think he if a player feels undervalued, which maybe he does, I can't mm-hmm. speak for him in that sense, but his contribution has been excellent. And he's won touch finishes and all the goals that we've highlighted, he, he has made a valid contribution. Has oh, he worth he worth more money then? I, I don't know what he's on, so I can't comment on that. But uh, agents are always trying to get their players the best deal, and as you see he's twenty seven, he'll be twenty-eight soon. So is this kind of the shot over the bow to say look i've got one more good move in me or i stay here finish my career and you put me on parity with a and mm-hmm. others fair enough he's perfectly entitled to ask whether or not he gets it is another thing but mm-hmm. i i trust the the whole structure now that whatever scenario plays out it will be the best for celtic football club mm-hmm. Trust the manager i trust the board and i trust those who, who crunch the numbers and uh you know, and also as Aiden alluded to there: if you've an unhappy player, you can't keep an unhappy player at the club, and if he is unhappy and he's starting to affect things like training and and uh, then it it has to go. Nah, well, but, no, I mean, there's no suggestion he is right enough. Yeah, but, yeah. I'm. I'm just sure you're. Two
1: very different comments here, Robert Gibson. Controversially, I think saying he would punt Kyogo before he <laughs> would punt Yakimakis. I don't know if any of the two of you agree with that. I, I certainly don't. Do uh, no, no, I, uh, two two I put either of, two of them personally? No, but, no, uh, and, uh, Beach Boys uh, go in the opposite direction, saying if anyone thinks you can't replace Yakimakis with another striker just as good or better, then your standards are quite low. Now, before we move on to a different topic, because this is almost this is nearly twenty minutes. Um, do you remember Tony uh, James Daly, columnist, of Duco James? You'll know him as on Twitter if you're on there. Um, He wrote an article on the site back at the end of summer Round about that time I'm talking about Where uh, reports were swirling that an English club was looking at uh, Yakimakis He said in that article that Analytically speaking, because he's he's a first and foremost a finance guy, James, remember um, Being open to selling Yakimakis made sense Given what we were talking about there He's theoretically replaceable James got absolute dog's abuse for suggesting the club should be open to that Genuinely way over the top Criticism, willful misrepresentation of the argument. Frankly, from some quarters of the clickbait brigade, I must say that, well, I don't know, let's just say you couldn't mark their nets with a blowtorch over it. But I'm quite sure when these people get round to debating this latest development over Yakimakis, they'll not be far away from saying much the same thing as James did this time. They'll just point to Angie's AGM's comments instead to justify it. Um, Now, as for me, I've said all this objectively, but for me personally, I say don't sell unless it's a seriously good offer because... No, Europe or not, there's still a treble to be won. And this is last season's league top scorer we're talking about. Theoretically, is one thing, but he isn't as easily replaced in actuality for me.
0: Yeah, I don't want Jack and Marcus to leave the football club. I'll, I'll nail my colours to the maths right now. I think he's got a vital part to play, as you say, in helping Celtic try and win, win the treble and re- certainly retain their title. Yeah. I think if, if he's been promised a raise and he's not getting the raise that he's promised, then that's another issue altogether. I think he's worth a certain amount that Celtic are willing to pay him. But I wouldn't bust the bank to keep him. But again, I wouldn't sell him unless it was uh, serious money that comes in for him. I like him. I think he's a, a very good striker. and He's a good Celtic striker. Let's it mm-hmm. that way. For the way the, the team play. And uh, yeah, but again, you work on it that nobody's bigger than the club, when you don't want them to, to kind of become a, a, you know, a bad influence in the dressing room. And, and I'm not saying that he is. I like Jacky I like it when he talks. He's a confident, brash, big guy, you know. And uh, I, I just, I just hope that an amicable solution can be found. I hope that it, this is agent-driven. I hope that it's paper talk. And I am assuming that all parties. At some point, we'll have to speak, and what will be, will be. But I'm, I'm quite comfortable in a narrative that's going to get played out here, mm-hmm. because I think everybody and all parties concerned, I think whatever will happen, it will be in the best interest of Celtic Football Club. Aidan? What will be, will be, Tony. Yeah. That's I correct. I but I'm coming from a position that Celtic are in a better position to deal with matters like this now, whereas in the past they weren't. This could yeah. you know upset everything, could blow everything wide open. Yeah, yeah He's not irreplaceable. Yeah, that, that's fair enough. Eden, your thoughts? Yeah, he, he he's not irreplaceable, but
2: <clears throat> I'm not saying this is what the commenters saying, but I, I still don't think that's like an argument to mm. get rid of him just because there's maybe a wee slight hitch. <clears throat> Obviously, a lot of this depends on what sort of raise he was looking on. We don't know how much money's on originally we're not aware of the specific sort of wage structure to a really detailed extent. If this was some sort of raise that the club felt last summer was built within the wage structure that wasn't really going to, you know, change or upset any other players at the club in terms of money they were getting paid, then in Celtic are deciding not to do it for whatever reason, then I can probably understand why he's he's not happy, to be honest, given that it's not like he came in and didn't contribute anything last year or only had a wee bit, he was an important part in that second half of the season, like Sean mentioned, with Keel injury and that. Hopefully the, the club can come to a sort of peaceful resolution with it and it leads to him just staying and we, we don't really hear any more about it. Mm-hmm. But just yeah. need to wait and see, I guess.
1: One last comment, Tony. Beach Boys just saying, Sean, any decent striker can score goals in a Celtic team in the SPFL. We create loads of chances per game. He's replaceable for sure. I, again, theoretically, I agree. But then look at the case of Albion I would have said before either of them came to Celtic, Ayeti would have a better chance of scoring more for Celtic than Yakimakis. But there's a human element to it all. Yakimakis settled better. Maybe he's got the personality for it more because it's a different type of pressure than both of them had experienced before. Theoretically, yes, he can be replaced, but he's already here, he's already scoring. That sometimes is unquantifiable, especially when he's turning up in big matches like he did at the tail end of last season. So I can see it for both sides.
0: And we also want to stress as well, this is... A newspaper report but we are dealing with an issue that's came up and we're talking about it and we are trying to be as objective as possible about it It yeah. there might not be a grain of truth in it or there might well be mm-hmm. lots of truth in it but i think it's an issue that you have to to highlight because it involves mm-hmm. uh, you know one of celtic one of celtic's two main strikers so we we uh we we Deal with these issues head on as much as or as best as we can. Now you talk about being irreplaceable or not. <laughs> There's already been a name thrown in, Sean. Yes, uh-huh. South Korean Cho Go I think that's how you pronounce it. I went on to Google and I'm sure that's what it said. But for the purposes of the briefing, we'll call him Cho. Okie dokie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, again, that's that's something else, isn't it? That's you know. Jackie Mack on his way out. This is the guy who is going to re- replace him, or, or could replace him. You know, it, it's like everything else, isn't it? It's you know, names just come out of hat when these things uh, these things blow up. So there you go. Whether there's any truth in that or not, we will not know. We, we will find out in the fullness of time. There's a whole month of January to go, mm-hmm. and we'll see how it all how again how the narrative plays out. Yep, um, He scored
1: twice and played well against Ghana So
0: yeah. obviously
1: flavour of the month Just now the World Cup bubble and all that kind of thing I think I'll hold off pulling the trigger On a Stuart Ross in-depth scouting report um, On this one but until there's a wee bit more Substantial reports um, yeah. To back it up But for the purposes of this Because I always do it for you anyway And are probably expecting it uh, I did have a wee look at his stats anyway um, He's played nearly 5000 minutes of top level football As a striker And that's Roughly the equivalent of about fifty-four full nineties, and in those games he's got thirty-one goals and eight assists. So not to be sniffed at, to be fair. That's
0: decent, a decent return. Aidan, that's a decent return for any any striker.
2: Yeah, those are those are positive starts, and if it is the case that Yakimakis is going to be leaving Celtic, already, eh, you know, sort of sniffing about getting a replacement, the and then <clears throat> that's really positive similar with the the johnson uranovic thing yeah no. and even if it was the case that yakimakis was still going to be here potentially to the summer i'd, I'd mentioned it previously with the tom Rogic, matt o'reilly sort of dynamic i think having somebody in so for six months you've got sort of you know two or three players in that position and it allows them to embed themselves in we not having to play every single week obviously based off those stats the guys regularly used to play in football even if it's just the pressure uh you know, coming in and playing for Celtic, if he's not having, he can, you know, come in, train, settle in at the country, get used to his surrounding his teammates, and then be called on if needs to be, but he's got two players in front of him, with the idea then being that if one of them moves on, whether it's Jackie Max or Kielbo in the summer, he can sort of slot in uh, the way Matt O'Reilly did with, with Rodrik, so yeah, I mean, just need to wait and see, but obviously, like you guys were saying at the moment, it's just kind of a slight link, with not too much depth to it, but i think it'd be a positive signing based off just sort of the eye test starts like sean
1: mentioned mm-hmm. andrew gillia um agreeing with you aiden he says he likes yakima but he would also like joe to come in as well um andrew gillia came in with another comment by the way tony just to quickly say uh he says the aussies are through and then he says let's get that south korean striker but aaron moy and the aussies are joining cameron carter vickers and the uh, americans in the last 16 of the world cup
0: did you watch it Yes, I think you just uh, applaud that. Uh, good well. you know, players doing You said a terrific. Who was oh, it?
1: The big Denmark was. is there dark horses again. Wasn't was, 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 was it? Was I don't um, know who it was. It picked them, but I've you no
2: idea what
0: talking about, uh, I thought about it. I picked, <laughs> I, I picked Wales. So uh, I made mean, oh, well, that. I Wales, picked Cameroon,
1: but that was after, as Aiden I'll attest, I had Senegal <laughs> and I had them get through, and I had them put out England in the last sixteen and get to the quarters, and then. Sadio Mane got injured, and I messaged Aiden saying, "Right, I'm away way to change that and took Cameroon instead."
0: So, fair enough, fair enough, but yes, I bottled it um, in other words,
1: bottled it.
0: You have to applaud uh, Cameron Carter-Vickers and Aaron Moy, and yep. just hoping they can get further in the tournament because I think that'll it'll be a great learning curve for them and a great exposure. Is it Holland,
1: Netherlands that
0: Cameron Carter-Vickers has
1: got and It's Argentina. That, yeah, so Argentina, Australia. And Aiden's, uh, writing, Aiden's writing Australia off right away there then,
0: isn't he? <laughs> <it>? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Michael Ross, <laughs> yeah. A, a USA-Australia final. Yeah, that would be something else. Indeed. A win I think you have to applaud uh, Cameron Carter-Vickers and Anne Moy for yep. uh, reaching the last 16 with their respective countries. Mm-hmm. and uh, Good to see them doing well and showing up well, okay. to be fair to them. No,
1: the, 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 the Tony you I mean we, you just kind of spoke a bit Cardiff yesterday. I'm going to put the link in because uh he's inspired me to look, look at his performance a wee bit more. Um, mm-hmm. when, when he's come off the briefing, so I will put the link into that. But it's really just kind of looking at the the concept that Greg Bell Bellhalter had kind of said after the game. Oh, it plays this way for Celtic and uh, Iran were going to sit in a low block and he, he's used to that. Iran didn't really do that. Like he did, USA didn't really play like Celtic. But what when i watched it and when i looked at the stats and stuff carter vickers done exactly what carter vickers always does and you call him coming in carter vickers eight it was essentially that but he translated it to the world cup for a team yeah. that doesn't play like celtic yeah. and basically in his third ever start first third, third start since 2018 for the um for the american national side i think that, i think that's massively to his credit um so I, yeah that, and i think it.
0: But if you're a good player, you're a good player, Sean. You can hold your own in any company. And I think Cameron Carter Vickers has shown that he's more than a good player. Mm-hmm. And that confidence that he's got from playing a regular with Celtic and being a regular winner with Celtic, he's taken that to an international level and, and good on him. Mm-hmm. Aye.
1: It's not the easiest of things by the way. We mm. see that we we see that with Celtic players try to translate it from SPFL to Champions League. It's a different type of translation to get it from club football to international football, not much less than the World Cup. Now, right? it was Iran, but Iran are actually not bad. Iran, Iran are mm-hmm. a not bad team. I know England beat them 6-2, but they're not, they're not a bad team. Uh, and I think you saw that because the, the teams actually, Iran matched USA in pretty much everything yeah. apart from shots. So I, I I do think that as much as he was saying he thought they would have to play a Celtic type of game, they didn't really play like Celtic, but Carter Vickers definitely played like Carter Vickers, and that's, that was to his credit.
0: Even Sean referenced it the other day when I spoke to Eric Wynalda, and he told me that Cameron Carter-Vickers would be a vital cog in that defence and Eric Wynalda has played and scored for America in the World Cup final so you know, it doesn't come any greater uh, compliments than that but Eric was right, he, he has a vital part to play and he, and he also said that because of the level that Cameron Carter-Vickers is playing at he said in the MLS there's guys hanging about outside after a 4-0 defeat saying sign my shirt he says people wouldn't be doing that at Celtic after a 4 0 defeat. They're giving you dog's abuse and telling you to square your game and you know buck up your ideas, and, and he had a point. You know he was saying that 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 high level that Cameron Carter-Vickers is playing at every week, where he's having to peak and peak and peak, and then keep going to that well and, and drinking. So to translate that, as Sean says, from club level to international level is a difficult skill and a process, but he seems to have managed it
2: yeah i would imagine <clears throat> it's difficult to step up and that was probably a good sort of comparison when sean mentioned the SPFL to the champions league uh aspect i, I can of because was, was excellent in that game and he just kind of looked like somebody that had been playing at that sort of level mm-hmm. for a long time really it was absolutely seamless i think if you told somebody that didn't really know anything about him, that was his first not just his first world cup start but his first world cup appearance mm-hmm. and uh I, don't, I, don't, I think people would probably be quite surprised at that because he was very controlled and didn't look at like a place at all. Obviously, it wasn't a surprise to us because we know how good he is, but it just shows you how how brilliant he's been since he came at the club and what a great business it was for Celtic getting him tied down in the summer because he's such an important player and if Celtic's going to be successful again this season, then I'm sure Carter Vickers will be one of the most important, if not the most important part of it.
1: Tony, Michael Ross coming in here saying his performance will have alerted clubs all over Europe. And Andrew Gallier coming right in straight out, straight before it actually wasn't saying, no, he's not for sale. I think we all echo that just now. But I think for Carter doesn't himself, We said it when he signed, and this is just his first, It's only a few months into his permanent deal. After so many loan spells, he wanted somewhere he could settle. He's not going to go anywhere anytime soon, even if his performances will alert people. Um, and on Michael, on the subject of Michael Ross, it was, it was him that asked the other day about the, the power rankings, but doing it just for the Champions League. I have, I've taken the data out, so I, I will do it, it might not be this week, it might be early next week, but I will I will do that for you, Might i well do it as a newsletter, probably. Um, and that, I suppose it'll be quite interesting, some of them played six games, some of them only played a couple, I don't know, really know where to draw the line yet, for inclusion, I don't know if you've got any thoughts, guys, because I don't think it's fair to just say one game and you're in, uh, it might need to put a minutes threshold on it, like the rankings, I don't know,
0: but... Well, Cameron Carter-Vickers has been deputising for the captain, Callum McGregor. Another nice wee segue into the next topic of discussion Mm -hmm. and that is that Callum McGregor could feature against Wren uh, in December the 10th, Sean, when Celtic go to Portugal. They're playing Wren in a a friendly match in, in Portugal and the timeline for Callum McGregor's return is possibly that date, December the 10th, which is just over a week away, which, again, another massive boost for Celtic, and mm-hmm. another positive for Celtic. Yep.
1: Good good news. I mean, although, I think expected, aye, um, yep. there, were never, there were never, when you were in Sydney, I don't think there was ever any murmurings that, that this wasn't no. going to be the case, was there, Tony? I think mm-hmm. it was pretty much understood that, that he would maybe be, be ready for at least that, yeah. uh, this that, kind of period, because although Ren only confirmed it the other day, I mean, we've known this kind of friendlies on the cards. Yeah a while, and are, am I right in saying there were, there were no
0: murmurings that he wasn't going on, no, on track? No, you no. Know, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, uh, but it's just good uh, that everything's uh, on schedule, Aiden. Definitely, aye.
1: Definitely. I mean, in terms of an actual timeline, you don't know what Ange is thinking. He it, it, it has shown a wee bit more patience with injuries this year because the squad's a wee bit deeper. Yeah. The fact that O'Reilly has played so well in that deep position means that he doesn't necessarily need to, to get him, a you know, back in the team mm-hmm. right away, that kind of thing, which is good. Uh, I still want him back in the team right away because I think the more he's, he's in, the, the better it will be and it will allow O'Reilly to move back to his natural position all that kind of thing. But that Renn game is a week before Aberdeen at Pataudry. Yep. So that could be on the cards. But I think my inclination, if he goes the kind of slow and steady route, would be uh, maybe to take it that slow and steady way with the Ren, Aberdeen and Livingston games and maybe look at the St Johnston and Hibbs matches, have them maybe earmarked for a start. Ahead of the Derby at Ibrooks in January the second, where you would want him to be be ready to go and up to speed.
0: Eden, do you you agree with that?
1: Yeah, yeah, I I do agree. Uh, firstly,
2: that it's a real positive, obviously, that McGregor's, by the looks of it, back in the fold or very near to be back. I I would I wouldn't have any issues if he did get some minutes against Wren, but then maybe Aberdeen is either coming off the bench or he wasn't really involved with him then adjusting to the two home games. I think that's sort of good. And then hopefully for the Hibs away game, he'd maybe be back involved there. And then obviously the game at Ibrox, as long as he was fit, he would be one of the first Mm -hmm. names in the team sheet for me. And I think this is also going to be a positive for the midfield to an extent because Matt O'Reilly's did really, really well in that number six position, probably better than anybody expected. And and the stats show that he's been a really important part. And As much as McGregor does offer a wee bit more, given O'Reilly's experience, uh, in his age and in, in that role he's, he's still been you know putting on good performances stats wise and with the eye test as well But he will now be able to move a wee bit further forward mm-hmm. if hopefully fingers crossed for the game at Ibrox if we kind of use that as a marker since it's still a wee while away if for that game you've got McGregor fairly fit being able to sit back at the six and then O'Reilly and Hitati in midfield then that would just be excellent because you've seen how good the three of them were in that 4-0 game that happened uh, a couple of months ago now so yeah it's all positive from that extent in terms of carl mcgregor
1: brown warrior tony saying o'reilly he's talked about has done well but we're nowhere near the same team as mcgregor out there the thing is i think i think that can be true and i think he's right i think o'reilly has done really well to replace mcgregor we talked about him in the power rankings and all that kind of stuff alan morrison dove into the data to see the the respective performances at that role but i think brown warriors right to say that that can be true but Celtic are still nowhere near the same team
0: and McGregor's not there. I, I, think that's, well, I, I think that's fair. That's a fair comment. Yeah, I agree with that as well. Yeah, indeed. Because I think O'Reilly is negated a wee bit when he's in the Callum McGregor role and I prefer him further forward. That's just my own personal preference, but I think he's done terrific since he stepped into Callum McGregor's shoes. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep.
0: Excellent. Well, there you go, gentlemen. That's nearly 38 minutes of rambling and wobbling and talking about uh, Celtic, we shall end it there on a the positive note. That McGregor's on the comeback trail. Uh-huh. What will be will be with George's Jacky We'll see how that plays out, and we'll see if Celtic add a Korean striker Cho to the list uh, that come in in January. Leave that in the capable hands of the manager and the financial men. Indeed, uh-huh. we'll see. We'll see what. Uh, see who does. Uh, see who is added to the squad in January, but that's a wee bit away. Uh, yet, but counting down to normal service resumes in terms of domestic football matches, World Cup's keeping us going, kind of, isn't it? Don't know if it's a substitute. Not really. really. (laughs) Well, there you go. It depends. But, again, guys, I'll direct your attention, ticker tape running along the bottom, new month, new deal, Advent, festive offer, subscribe to the Celtic way, supporting top quality journalism, covering the club you love, a pound for two months of full access to everything that's written on the website or 25% off the yearly price of 26 quid, can I say further than that, all you have to do is hit that button and join us, www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe, that's www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe, thank you for all your comments guys, really appreciate it, thanks for all your subscriptions, appreciate that, those who subscribed during the Black Friday deal, thanks very much. Take advantage of the new deal if if you can or you want to, and you can come on and add your and worth in the comment section in the pods every yep. day, the the briefings. The three of us usually are here waxing lyrical about Celtic. But Sean, thanks for your contribution. No worries. Aiden, first class as always. Cheers, thanks Corey. very much. Take care. All the best. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys.